Now, uh, yesterday we spoke about uh, the Social Housing Regulatory Authority and uh, there was, of course, a group of people uh, concerned that they, of course, um, are not uh, protected during this time and they wanted landlords uh, to actually suspend the collection of rent during this time and social housing agencies to also come to the party. Now, the Social Housing Regulatory Authority says that the social housing landlords will continue to provide a housing service. However, the non-payment of rental will undermine the financial sustainability of uh, social housing institutions. Uh, yesterday, as I was saying, uh, the Communicare Tenants uh, Beneficiary Spokesperson, Neville Peterson, told us about some of the abuses that tenants face after uh, uh, this lockdown was declared from landlords for being unable to pay rent. Look, first of all, I'd like to state that we're calling on all leaseholders and tenants paying rent and bank bondholders to join the rent strikes of Africa not to pay their rent and bank bonds payments during COVID-19 so that we can get the attention of government. And we are very concerned that government is allowing um, or being quiet um, in terms of the um, rent situation and the dilemma that us as tenants are living with because we are living in in dire needs and in poverty at the moment. And we'd like to bring this rent strike to the attention of government and the landlords and banks to declare rent freeze during um, COVID-19. We're very disappointed in President Ramaphosa for ignoring our plight in the rental housing sector and those homeowners with bond repayments. And we call on his immediate intervention to avert a crisis in the social housing sector. In terms of Communicare, which has more than um, 3,000 rental housing stocks, and as a social housing NGO, we are calling on Communicare to unconditionally freeze all rent, and we reject with disgust the current relief package being offered by Communicare, because our tenants are living in poverty at the moment. They cannot afford the rent, They cannot afford the high electricity tariffs. They cannot afford the high water tariffs. And these are essentials in order to to survive. But we cannot afford the high rentals that are being charged. And that a recap of what was said here on the show yesterday by Neville Peterson, a spokesperson uh, for a Communicare Tenants Beneficiaries. Now, uh, to discuss this matter further, we join on the line by the CEO of the Social Housing Regulatory Authority, uh, Rory uh, Gallacher. Thanks so much for speaking to us this afternoon. Thanks very much, Sakina. Thank you very much. So, firstly, you're refuting claims made by our guest yesterday that the rental relief uh, should be afforded to all tenants. Uh, why? I just caught the tail end of what Mr. Peterson was saying on your show yesterday. So I just wanted to give a a perspective which I think is so important at this time in the crisis. Firstly, the, the strain that we are under, well, the entire world is under strain, we know that. But the strain that the country is under, our country, it, it cuts through the entire system. It cuts through the system as a whole. Now, the first, the, the most vulnerable uh, people that Mr. Peterson has referred to, referring to the tenants, must be supported. He is very right about that. So, and, and that is part of the reason why it has been announced that during the lockdown, evictions um, uh, because of default are not being 
executed. But now this is the trick. We need to spread the contributions made to try to make sure that we emerge out of this crisis. We need to spread it throughout the entire system. Put another way, it's no more important a time than right now to make sure that people who are capable of paying their bills and making a contribution do in fact pay their bills and make the contribution. Because as long as we have an across-the-board blanket dispensation where we say, no, we're in lockdown, and consequently because we're in lockdown, um, there's a rent payment moratorium. We're going to make our crisis worse because it's going to unravel the system. Put, so, so, Zucchina, look at it this way. One person in, in, a, in a project will have been retrenched. So their income has gone from 10,000 rand a month or 5,000 rand a month to zero. Another person worked for an employer where the employer has cut their salary by 50%. Another tenant, their salary has been cut by 30%. And another tenant, and there are some employers who have not yet cut the salaries of their employees, are still being remunerated at the same level that they were remunerated before lockdown. So if that is the case, and it is the case, some families are under terrible strain um, and they cannot pay, we must make sure that we are as supportive for those families as we possibly can be. So if Zucchina has lost her income because she's been retrenched and somebody else has lost 50% and Rory has lost nothing and he's still being paid the same amount, then Rory must pay. Because if Rory doesn't pay, it's going to make the, the situation so much worse. So what I wanted to tell or inform your listeners and, and even all of the tenants that Mr. Peterson was um, referring to at Communicare is there have been a range of meetings uh, since, in fact, before the lockdown on the 27th with the sector, with social housing landlords, um, about an, a number of measures with financiers who are financing the development of these projects, etc. In fact, yesterday there was a meeting between the SHRA and the National Housing Finance Corporation about what kind of relief we can offer. And there's a number of measures that have been put on the table about reef, re, uh, relief funds, about agreeing with tenants who have entered into difficulty um, to use their deposits until they back out of the woods. Just getting back to the story that we are currently uh, dealing with, uh, essentially a right of reply story. Uh, yesterday, uh, we spoke to Communicare Tenants Beneficiary Spokesperson uh, Neville Peterson, who uh, told us about the abuses uh, that tenants are currently facing and difficulty as well, uh, given the lockdown and uh, those who are unable to pay for rent, apparently are suffering quite a great deal. And uh, we are now uh, speaking to the CEO of of the Social Housing Regulatory Authority, Rory uh, Gallacher, just to get a, a sense of, of what their response is to that. And also, uh, Rory, I think uh, you are now getting to the point where you were talking about the sort of relief that is actually available. So if you can just continue from where you left off, please, Rory. Thanks very much. Yes, no, um, it's not so much a right of reply in that what Mr. Peterson was saying is valid. I mean, tenants are under extreme strain. Um, but it's just um, to encourage 
everybody to take a slightly different approach to the one that was being asked for, which is kind of an, a one-size-fits-all across the board, a blanket approach. What has been agreed, and it has been agreed to in writing, and the social housing regulatory authority that I represent, which falls under the Department of Human Settlements, has issued a statement very early in week one of the lockdown where what we say, and it is, by the way, by agreement with the social housing landlords, is what we say is that if a tenant has been retrenched or if a tenant has had their salary cut by X percent, then on a case-by-case basis, that tenant must make their circumstances known to their social housing landlord. That landlord then in turn, and these landlords are regulated, they they report on a quarterly basis to the SHRA. That landlord in turn will take that approach from the tenant and evaluate it. So that landlord is trying very hard to make sure that while they are under financial strain, while, while their revenues are being reduced because of the crisis that we are in, that they spread the reduced amount of money that they have more thinly across their portfolio to be able to cover all of the bills. So when a tenant has been retrenched or has had their salary reduced, then the landlord will do a means test. The tenant will supply their retrenchment letter to the landlord. The tenant will supply the letter that they've received from their employer about their reduced salary, and the the landlord will go through an approach using their own relief fund. And by the way, they have no relief fund if the people who have retained income who are still being paid uh, by their employers don't pay their rental. They will use their own relief funds to enter into an arrangement with the tenant who has lost income to spread their uh, rental that is due this month over a period of time into the future so that uh, there's no risk of a person um, or a family being put under unfair or unsustainable strain. One of the measures, measures that's possible is, as you know, you pay either one month in some cases or two months in other cases, deposit upfront when you sign your lease. If the tenant agrees that that deposit can be used to uh, make up for the rent that wasn't paid so that the landlord has revenue to pay for the security services and, and other things, then they sign an agreement to that effect. And when the tenant is then back up on their feet and we come out of this crisis, then what? Then they will pay the deposit back to the landlord over time, over the next uh, 6 to 12 months or 24 months. And so, Rory, you say this yeah. has been agreed to in writing. This has been agreed to, yes. We've had a range of, uh, I've lost count of how many interactions we've had with, uh, for example, the National Association of Social Housing Organizations, of which Communicare is, is a member. Uh, we've had discussions with Communicare themselves. We've had discussions with all other similar social housing landlords around the country that are similar to Communicare. And it is in writing, yes. In fact, I'm quoting from a presentation that was made uh, in a meeting that we recently had with the sector and which we also presented yesterday to the financier because a lot of these, Communicare is one of them, that has loans to pay with the National Housing Finance Corporation, which is their financier. 
So what, what my concern is about a blanket approach is how will a company like Communicare pay their debt that they owe to the NHFC for the money, money they borrowed to build the house? So we've asked NHFC to consider a relief arrangement where they would go light on um, Communicare as an example, so that Communicare can go light on the tenants who are most vulnerable. And that's why I said in the beginning of this interview, let's just spread the, the burden around in a sustainable way. Let's not just lock all rent payments even when it's not necessary because a particular tenant has, lost, had not, has not lost income. Mm. Rory, we out of time uh, on our side, but uh, we have a caller quickly from the Eastern Cape, uh, Didiza, who has a question. So if you don't mind, uh, if we can just hear what Didiza has to say, and perhaps you would have an answer to this. Didiza, good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon, Sakina. Sakina, I have a problem with this approach because there are those uh, backyard uh, landlords whereby you rent out one room or two, and then this tenant of yours is living on you. With electricity, you've got to pay rates, you've got to pay the bond. And when we say blanketly people mustn't pay rent, who, who is going to support those people? Why am I paying for him or her? Because now suddenly he can't pay. And I also have to pay my bond, I've got to pay my rates, I've got to, I'm buying electricity for him. How, how, how do I get out of this hole? Why am I the accused one in this case? Because I'm not the government, I'm not the, I'm not the employer. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just sustaining myself, adding on my payments with this rent. Now you come and say they mustn't pay rent. Where am I going to get this? Because even if the bank says that they can suspend the payments, the interest is being increased, is increasing all this, this, this bond. Mm. So we, we, we are not being saved by this situation. I think we don't have a good angle of approaching this because there are those victims who are quiet in their corners. They, can't, they don't know what to do because everybody says the, 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 the landlords are like this and like that. Now they are not paying us. They are living on us. We don't know. We don't have this money to feed them. We don't have money to buy electricity for them. We don't have okay. money to give them water. Do- what about us? All right, Didiza. Uh, Rory, just very quickly, uh, Didiza's uh, uh, situation there with regard to backyard dwellers, as uh, they would be known, have you guys had any substantive discussion around that matter? Didiza's appeal is exactly the same mine, in fact. Just Didiza is quite correct in that she's confirming that the, the, the burden finally falls on everybody in the system, whether it's a single homeowner renting out a backyard shack, whether it's the person in the backyard shack, whether it's a larger landlord, whether it's a group of tenants for a land, larger landlord, which, whether it's a financier. The answer is quite, to your question is yes. The Department of Human Settlements has been having a range of discussions, including with, um, with um, uh, the NGO sector. And most of the focus of the, our core department that we account to has, in fact, been in areas like informal settlements. But my call-in is specifically about formal rental housing.
All right. Rory, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I know many people concerned about this particular matter regarding rental during this lockdown and where people have been retrenched, where people have lost their jobs. And the tenants are saying they don't have the money to pay. And the landlords, as you heard there from Didiza, are saying, so what are we supposed to do? Because we still carry that burden of having to pay bonds. And in Didiza's instance, where you are now sitting with tenants who are using water and electricity for your account. So it's not an easy matter. And as Rory says, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. But of course, it's an ongoing discussion. And uh, we will bring you more on this as and when it develops.